0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon.
1: If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at dubdubdubpatreoncom slash <laughs> Richard, <laughs> let's say there was a guy, <laughs> and let's say that guy was turning 30 very soon, and let's say that guy wanted to blow off a little steam, maybe try a little substance that he hasn't tried before, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's, for the sake of argument, let's say that substance was, let's say MDMA, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say that that guy understands that to do it safely, you need to uh, get these tests Um that are supposed to be very easy and very easy to follow to make sure that your substance is pure. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's say someone did one of these tests and it was incredibly complicated. And, and this person, this guy, does not feel like he's got a clear answer and is currently, let's say this guy is currently looking at a vial in which to open here to snap a glass nozzle off the top of a vial. Then use some of the substance he has and then wait to see what color it turns let's say it's turned brown which is not a bad color i think for it
0: to turn (laughs) generally brown's considered a pretty bad color for things to turn no
1: there's a there's a there's a chart that this person has got and and according to this this means there is um medium to high mdma content in it um after 45 minutes i think is is when this person would be able to tell. And then they've got to do another test to make sure that it is not other things. I don't know. Anyway. Um,
0: well, how would you know? It's not you. Yeah. This guy's got problems.
1: But hey, if anyone out there knows, <laughs> has experience with these tests, send them over. Senior, tell me what you think, and I'll tell this guy that I made up. It's for a character I'm writing, Richard. It's for a character I'm writing. That's what I'm doing. I mean, what I'm writing that character uh, tonight. Uh, what are you up to? How have you been?
0: See, I think you're confused, AJ. Mm. Livvy rizzed up Baby Gronk. And now he's the <laughs> oh drip king. Not the other oh. way
1: around. Oh, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That was a statement that I understood and that made a lot of sense. Sorry, I was just distracted by... It, it doesn't matter what I was distracted by. Um, Welcome, everybody, to Film Franchise Fortnite, a family-friendly show where two very responsible adults... Who are down uh, with,
0: you know, uh, Gen Z celebrities.
1: Yeah. We certainly don't, um, you know, put forward bad... But we're not bad role models. We don't, uh, you know, sort of uh advocate for certain illegal substances for our potentially young and impressionable listeners we would never do that no on this show what we do is maybe the nerdiest it's the opposite thing from doing drugs it's watching movies uh, and this this is a we do this every fortnight we watch a different film franchise and richard what is the film franchise we watched this fortnight
0: this fortnight we watched the karate kid now, I know what you're thinking, AJ. Oh, Karate. That's a franchise of, of four films and a remake. Uh, and yeah, yeah you, you're yep. correct mm-hmm. in thinking that.
1: Okay, cool. Well, it's good to know that I've understood something this <laughs> evening. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you know. So
0: yeah, The Karate Kid, this is uh, an interesting franchise and one that I'm interested to have the conversation about, you know, what did you think of it beforehand? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the films we're going to be talking about, The Karate Kid, and then parts two and three the next karate kid and the karate kid 2010 uh we're not going to be discussing cobra kai in this episode this is strictly film franchise fortnights and there's a lot of like cobra kai feels like one of the most like important to the franchise like tv spinoffs we've ever done because there's <laughs> a lot of things where people are like oh are you going to be doing this like obscure thing it's like well obviously we're not going to be but This is one time where I could understand why you would be like, are you going to be covering Cobra Kai as well?
1: Yeah. And when you say we're not discuss it, we haven't watched it. It might Mm, come come up. up, I I mean, we're discussing it right now. Yeah. You know,
0: have you seen the karate kid before? (laughs) No,
1: I hadn't seen any of this stuff. All I knew going into it was stuff the director had done uh, and sort of vague phrases, which never made sense to me growing up, like wax on, wax off. And, shit like that yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it is funny watching a franchise like this that's just permeated through Mm. pop culture so much like in the course of like Mm. 24 or 48 hours i watched close encounters of the third kind and the karate kid for the first time (laughs) and both of them there were so many like simpsons family guy other movie Mm. references that i was like ah Mm. but of course most of them it's pretty clear when something is referencing the karate kid uh generally speaking and sure, yeah, and yeah. close close encounters had a few more but um yeah the first film 1984 the karate kid hmm. who's it directed by
1: I don't know his name <laughs> what's his name
0: uh, John G Avildsen. And where have we heard that name before? He
1: actually? is, of course, the famed director of Rocky 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and Rocky yeah, as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so
0: it's funny. That there's a lot of obvious comparisons to Rocky with this franchise. Mm. or the first mm-hmm. film. You know, the plot similarities, but also the fact directed by the same guy, music by the same guy pretty much everyone involved in uh, writing or acting in The Karate Kid has joked at some point about how it's a rip-off of Rocky and Sylvester Stallone also commented on The Karate Kid being a rip-off of Rocky. All in good fun, like no one's actually mad at it. It's just like, oh yeah, like John G. Avildsen certainly has a type. What is The Karate Kid about, AJ?
1: It is about a young boy named Daniel... L- larusso yes yes i remember this <laughs> name um and him and his his single mother moved to california from jersey new jersey he's got an accent he's played by ralph Macchio,
0: machio Macchio.
1: Macchio. i beg your pardon someone who i think my whole life i've only known as being the actor from those famous movies I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen, him, seen him in anything else before. Um, so he moves with his mum to, to LA, um, and he's somewhat of a karate novice, uh, but he gets in, in sort of on the, the bad side of bullies at his school. Um, may or maybe not because he likes a girl that, um, they also like. And so, he he's getting beaten up quite a lot (laughs) like probably more than your average teenager gets beaten up when he moves to a new place oh i Um, don't know how often have
0: you i remember when i in 2014 when i was 21 and i moved to auckland Mm. and i i broke my first bone within a week (laughs) i was drunk and fell down some stairs
1: right that's not the karate kid that's um that's drunken master bro (laughs) (laughs) hey
0: that's a very good reference
1: um so the, the he Daniel LaRusso soon learns that the maintenance man that lives in his building a uh, an elderly Japanese man named Mr. Miyagi mm. uh is actually a karate expert Wow. Uh, and he's he's like hey tell you what what about this these kids you'll beat them in a in a tournament that's coming up and if you succeed at that They've agreed to leave you alone for the rest of your life. Um, the the These other kids being part of the Cobra Kai dojo, um, which I thought was just the blonde dude's name before watching this franchise. <laughs> I just thought his name was Cobra Kai. It's like Johnny some shit. Mm. Yeah, and so he trains, he learns how to do crane poses, he, he kisses on his girly. Uh, And then not a lot happens. He just sort Mm. of gets good at karate and beats the bad guys. He hurts his leg, Mm. and they sweep the leg. They sweep the leg, Mm. and you think he's down for the count. But then he's like, "Actually, I'm still. I can do the crane thing." He does the crane thing. The film ends twenty four seconds later. (laughs) It just cuts. It just freezes after. After the bad guys are defeated, we don't get a next day, like, you know, epilogue. Mm. It is over. We're out. And this is the high point of the franchise.
0: Uh, (laughs)
1: Because this is this is this is a franchise that you know what I was thinking. This is a very season one film franchise mm, Fortnite's mm. franchise. This is a film franchise Fortnite's episode where we're talking about a franchise that has a really influential first film, and then they kind of just maybe not. Each is worse than the last, but they're all not that great. That's true. I think three is better than two, but we'll talk about it. Yeah,
0: well, you were. Uh, We'll talk about it. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned. It
1: just just feels vintage, you know? This feels vintage film franchise. And,
0: you know, maybe this won't be the only tie to season one that uh, we'll be talking about on this Mm. episode. Tune in to the, stay listening to the end of the episode. Don't just skip to the end of the episode. I know who you are. Don't do that. I know who you are. Don't do but that. But also, fun fact, we are recording this on the 6th of June, 2023. I mean, it's the 10th of June. I was looking at yeah, the 6th and I saw the <laughs> of June. We are, we are recording this
1: on the 6th of October. <laughs> on the
0: 6th of October, my joke. Uh, yes, the 10th of June, which is, of course, the six-year anniversary of the first episode of the podcast seven hmm. year anniversary. first episode
1: of film franchise Four Nights. yeah yeah there was there one was
0: stupid film. episode i i i started listening to it but i just couldn't get over the um pencil scratchings the
1: pencil, the pencil scratchings <laughs> oh that's so good yeah. what did yeah. you think of the film I quite liked this film, mm. Richard. I don't want to be too dramatic, but I thought it was very good. I thought that it was very simple, but I really liked it. I came to very much care for the heroes involved. Mm. I very much cared for daniel son, and I very much cared for Miyagi-san. Um, there's a few choice scenes I'd love to t- discuss, um, and yeah, mm. that I liked it. I thought it was a good time. Not typically my kind of movie, and you know, I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot.
0: As we as we continue this conversation, AJ, I want to put a challenge to you. Mm. When we did the Terminator episode, we said no Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, and AJ, mm. I want to challenge you to do no racist Mr. Miyagi impressions.
1: Okay, I accept. I accept the challenge. Oh my! I'm God. gonna ace. Let's see
0: if he can do it. Let's see if he can do it. All right, so I talked about this recently. There of uh, the four hundred blows, even that was like mm. classics that you watch decades after the hype, and when there's ju- and some films, it's like this is just nostalgia's gotten it to this point, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah the Karate Kid was one of these films that I watch and it can go either way and I think it fell somewhere in the middle for me but it is interesting to see how the franchise goes on because something like Rocky obviously the first film won Best Picture so like you know the first film was held up as this thing but it's like you hear references to Rocky 2, 3, 4 not so much five all the time
1: yeah no one says shit about karate kid 2 yeah 3,
0: and so i mean karate kid <laughs> 2 so was true. about something like you know I, I there's a plot i just assumed it would be and it was nothing like that um <laughs> so that was yeah just, but yeah i, I mean I, I i i enjoyed the film i i don't think it's gonna be one that i'm gonna be it's not going to hold that special place in my heart and we we spoke about this last week when we rolled it but it's like i i've been wanting to do the karate kid for so long because i've been so keen to watch cobra kai and i'm probably not going to now <laughs> like <laughs> i yeah I, I was just so fascinated by how good everyone said cobra kai was that now i'm like and now having watched the film i'm like well Without that much of it, fin- I, I might check out a couple of episodes because maybe it's one of these things where it's like, oh, the show itself is really good. But I sort of just saw it as like, oh, it's like because of how much you love these characters, you... Mm. You know, you'll have a great time because
1: with it. of how much I love the psychotic bully in the first film. I'll check out the, the spinoff series about him, yeah. I think, um, for so long, Cobra Kai has existed as this perfect example of something we could do for film franchise follow ups. Our Patreon, and now show, it's five seasons long, and now it's five seasons long. You know what? I think we should do instead for film franchise follow ups the animated series. Is there an anime there is, Yeah.
0: Sorry, I was going to reveal oh, that wow. to you in about an hour and a half, but there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking we should do that community episode where they put on a mm. production of it. Because now it'll make more sense. Oh,
0: so I, I, I watched that the same night I watched oh, right. um, The Karate Kid because yeah, right. I, I, I now get it yeah yeah the one thing that i remembered from that that blew my mind and, and and again was like another thing that i was like oh man i want to watch the karate kid if you haven't seen the episode of community it's the b plot of it or the c plot even is like <laughs> chang is going goes to audition for uh, a stage production of the karate kid he he auditions for daniel larusso and instead gets cast as Mr. Miyagi. Cause he was like, yeah, I'm going for the white part. Like got a problem with that racist. And then he's like, oh, I got cast in the Asian part. And Annie gets cast <laughs> as, um as Daniel LaRusso. And the director played by Jason Mantzoukas is just like riding Chang, like just belittling him the entire time. What? Meanwhile, Annie's like, Hey, I just moved here. Huh? <laughs> and like doing a horrible performance. And then at the end, it's revealed that this director was like, Annie, I cast you because you're the same size as the person we cast last year. And I can reuse the costume. Chang, I cast you because there's a sadness to you. That's perfect for the character of Mr. Miyagi. And he says, they're talking about like the the idea of the karate kid. And he's like, Nurioki Marita, Marita was nominated for Academy Award for this. Ralph Macchio showed up. <laughs> that was the line I always remembered. But um, and yeah, the, I, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for the Karate Kid. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is yeah, wow. which is crazy. And he and he explains like why he's the main character because he talks about that this was like a war vet forced to fight against his own kind during World War II who while he was in an internment camp had his wife die. From complications during childbirth and you know as pop culture sees him now it was like it was kind of the, the platonic ideal of the kind of like mystic mm. ethnic character that guides the white hero
1: that's true however i did not expect him to be so Cheeky and humorous. I my image of Mr. Miyagi going into this was more of like a tough love situation. Like you only see him like show any affection for Daniel like maybe once a movie. Uh but no no, he's more akin to like Yoda. Um, yeah, where he's, he's which quite... they
0: talk about in um...
1: <laughs> the remake
0: yeah, in the remake.
1: Um, it, where he's quite cheeky he makes a lot of jokes um, and I really liked him and the scene so Daniel comes home or goes to get lessons from him one day and sees him like destroying a bunch of shit in his house and it turns out he's drunk and reliving his tragic past mm. and fuck and what so- does he
0: say what does he sound like
1: oh, he says oh I'm I'm, I'm livid Daniel oh,
0: I thought I got him
1: damn <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) um and it's just this really really well when you said
0: when you said (laughs) when you're like he's like oh i was like oh my god he's doing the accent oh my god what have i done
1: (laughs) i i think that the the like it's it's such a he's such a got such a depth to him that i totally didn't expect and i'd Mm. I'd seen the community episode so i heard that line but i didn't really remember it and um it's just it's just this really like wonderful character building scene and daniel helps put him to bed and then he like bows while he's sleeping Mm. and it's i loved that moment because that is he's not doing that for miyagi miyagi's asleep like he's genuinely like That's absorbed respect. the the like belief and stuff of karate and and throughout all these films like you know karate is not a not a uh it's not for fighting it's for defense and it's spiritual mm-hmm. and everything is karate like they they talk about karate with this reverence and i think Nowhere in the series is it as potent as that moment, I think, where he bows to to a sleeping Miyagi because it it shows the viewer that Daniel is taking this very seriously and I thought that was really
0: cool. Mm. But could you believe that uh, Nurioki, or Pat Morita, was actually not the studio's first choice for Miyagi? Yeah, because he, he was rejected because he... His, his close association with stand-up comedy, and he has a character and his character Arnold in Happy Days. It's like he was a comedic actor. Like no, he's no.
1: Arnold the, from Happy Days. Yeah, I had no idea he was Arnold from Happy Days. That's yeah. crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the studio wanted Tashiro Bifune. Do you remember okay. that name? I don't. Uh, he's uh, in Seven Samurai.
1: Right. And nice. he, he's
0: he's he's a big uh, Kurosawa actor, but uh, he didn't speak English, so hmm. they uh, they didn't cast him.
1: <laughs> what's what's Pat? M- 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 what's his name? Pat.
0: Well, I, I I'd always heard it pronounced Pat Marisha, right. Um,
1: Morita,
0: right? M O R I T A. But in the community episode, he says uh, Pat Morita, and his his first name is Norioki, but he noriyuki sorry and he but he, he generally went by pat but in these films he's casted as noriyuki hmm. quotation marks pat um, what's and what's to sort of make it more in line with his culture
1: what's sherlock holmes's brother's name
0: um moriarty Mycroft?
1: moriarty no, his no enemy. that's his
0: that's his, his enemy
1: i was pronouncing it pat moriarty this whole time in my head wow. but it's only now saying it out loud that i've realized i've been pronouncing it that
0: way um well it's not really so much as pronouncing it as just saying the wrong word
1: well as in like when i would see his name my brain would flicker pat moriarty right and now it's only now that we're talking about it that i realize it's probably not pat moriarty
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Mm. yeah there was the casting for daniel was also went through a lot of people sean penn robert Dan jr Car- charlie sheen john cryer emilio estevez nick cage Anthony Edwards, C. Thomas Howell, Tom Cruise, Eric Stoltz, and D.B. Sweeney might not be the only Eric Stoltz missing out on podcasts we do in the next few weeks.
1: Um, It's it's Eric Stoltz was
0: actually originally cast as Medea.
1: Wow. this crazy joke shout out to the 14 people who understood that joke um Mm. (laughs) no i think that this is a very Emilio Estevez sort of role i think like Mm. this franchise it's a mix of a like there's a bit of mighty ducks in there there's a bit of rocky as we said i'd say like it's interesting doing this after 400 blows and ip man because there's a bit of those (laughs) it's it's like a combination of the two (laughs) kind of (laughs) (laughs) maybe not so much 400 blows but like I don't know, like I, I It's I like think- a
0: cross between four hundred blows and Ip Man, but like take out the four hundred blows.
1: Yeah, and Chuck and Maze Runner. <laughs> um, yeah. one scene that I really liked in this is so when he's training him for karate, he's basically just getting him to do chores around the houses where wax on, wax off comes from. He's waxing yeah. his car. Um and he's painting but
0: then it f- turns out he was secretly yeah. which I guess is the scene you're gonna describe as <laughs> <that? laughs>
1: Yeah, it was Richard. Uh,
0: yeah, so I, I was it- like, I was like, well, you can't just like just leave it as like, oh, he was just. It's like, no, it's important. Why uh, he you was
1: interrupted doing me mid sentence. Why, why would what? I? Ha- In what way was I leaving it? It didn't sound like
0: you were leading to anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's, he, the the implication is he's just getting him to do a bunch of chores for him under the guise of teaching no, him but run. aj
0: like you've, you're forgetting
1: i've for, no i've totally the, just the pivotal <laughs> scene
0: in the movie yeah. probably actually my one of the best scenes of the movie I my think. favorite scene i actually might talk about it now <laughs>
1: um, and it's he basically is like oh you're not teaching me shit and then he's like all right show me wax on wax off show me painting the fence show me sanding the the board sanding Sand. the wood yeah um and he basically does all these moves that he's been doing like over and over again for the last couple of weeks and you know what what do you know they actually correlate to like karate moves and it it sounds like such a simple scene saying it out loud but the way it's pulled off is so good and so effective and i like that daniel's kind of mad at him but by the end of it he's like oh my god you're actually
0: oh my god uh, i'm a karate genius i'm a
1: karate kid bro and (laughs) And like I really like that. And I think the the there's a there's a bit toward the end of the movie where um Miyagi gives Daniel a car, one of his vintage cars, mm. and he says, You're the best friend I ever had. And I was like, Dan, that's genuinely quite um sweet. And yeah. what it felt like looking into, Richard, was almost an insight into a relationship, um, which I'm sure we won't have an opportunity to, to talk about. Uh, anytime soon, the relationship of uh, Doctor Emmett Brown and and Martin McFly from oh, one yes, Back from the to the medieval. Future, um, which what came out after one year, Karate after. Kid, and it, it, but it like it feels just that like old man. The eighties were a
0: different time when you could just be friends with an old man.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of feels like that, right? Like just a, a very genuine friendship, and I thought that was quite quite
0: sweet. What's the what's the last like new? Old man, young boy, friendship—you saw.
1: Hunt for the world of people.
0: Yeah, and even on that, there's accusations of paedophilia.
1: <laughs> That's true. What you can't, you can still do these stories. You just can't get through them without someone. You have to acknowledging. Hang a on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you, do you know what the pipeline of Harold and Kumar to Cobra Kai is?
1: No idea, but I'm glad that we're bringing yet another past franchise into the conversation.
0: I just thought it would be fun. So, Harun Kumar is, like, credited with revitalizing the career of one Neil Patrick Harris, Mm -hmm. who was just a somewhat forgotten child star after his turn in Doogie Howser. And then he becomes successful and he gets cast on the show called How I Met Your Mother. Oh. And in a later season of How I Met Your Mother, there's actually like I've said this a few like I've gone on at length about how much I can't stand How I Met Your Mother but because of the ending, but I did love it for years. And there are still some jokes in it that I like fucking love and some moments that are just like so well done. And one of them is this that Barney is having his bachelor party and he wants to have the perfect bachelor party. And so all throughout the episode, he's going on about how the karate kid is the story. Like there's this running joke that he's like, Oh, star Wars is the story about like Darth Vader. And it's like, Oh, this great guy and die hard is about this guy who like has some cop come in and ruin his organization. And it's like, the joke is that Barney always sides with the villains in these films. And, And so he talks about the karate kid being this incredible movie about this guy who gets through to the final round of the all Valley karate tournament before being getting an illegal kick to the face, which we will come back to and, and losing it all. And then they're like, wait a minute, do you think that Johnny Lawrence is the, is the good guy in karate kid? And he's like, yeah, like look at it. Daniel LaRusso is the real bully. And there's like heaps of articles. There was a famous sort of, video essay that was like why daniel is the real bully and now a lot of people have kind of adopted that as like oh there's this like hidden meaning to the karate kid but it's like the how mother thing was a joke and that video is clearly meant as a joke but people are starting to take it seriously but anyway it's in this episode where this running joke is sort of happening they talk about the barney throwing barney the perfect bachelor party and so but everything keeps on going wrong for barney And it's all this stuff. But then, you know, the whole idea is that it's like, oh, it was the perfect birthday party, bachelor party. You just didn't realize. But one of the things is like, oh, at my birthday party, the karate kid has to be there. And then Ralph Macchio shows up and he's like following them around for the whole episode. And the whole episode, Barney's like, you are not the karate kid. But then there's all these other things like. They get kidnapped and uh, his ex-girlfriend shows up and one of them thought it would be fun to hire a clown. This sounds and ridiculous. so You've got this like, but so the whole episode, you've got like Barney's ex-girlfriend, this clown and the, and Ralph Macchio following them around. And then in the big sort of moment where it's revealed that it's like, oh, you wanted to fear for your life on this night. You wanted this to happen. And then he realizes, like, oh, everything actually ended up being what I wanted it to be. And he's like, but there's one last thing. Ralph Macchio, you are not the karate kid. And then the clown, like, starts wiping his makeup off and is like, I couldn't agree more. And it was Billy Zabka who plays Johnny Lawrence was the clown the whole time. And it's it's such a fucking <laughs> like a great payoff to the bit. But... um. Essentially that seeing those two together again and the conversations they started having and conversations people started having about like who was the real villain of the Karate Kid pretty much birthed Cobra Kai.
1: Interesting. Okay, that is interesting. I find that All because of Harold Okuma. Because the main reason I find that strange is because I feel like Johnny Lawrence is very clearly the villain of yeah. Karate Kid. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he beats yeah. the shit out of him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's yeah.
0: like, yeah, like I said, like it, it's become one of these like fun little things. It's like if you look at it, and it's like, no, no, there's he's very clearly the bad guy. You could argue that he's also a victim because sure. of his his trainer. And, and what's the you, trainer's name? About,
1: do we have that written down? He's a creepy name for such a banal character. It's like
0: Martin Co- Oh no, Martin Coe is the actor's name. Hey, uh, John Crease.
1: John Crease? You you write a fictional character and you give him the surname Crease?
0: <laughs> it grosses me
1: <laughs> out. Crease has always been my moist, you know what I mean? Interesting.
0: It's K R D. Do not get me S-A. started
1: on moist creases because I don't want to talk about
0: it. <laughs> Nice, but the yeah the, the the scene that opens the second film, which is Crease uh belittling Johnny mm. and saying like you know there's you're supposed to win and all this stuff, and Mister Miyagi apprehends him mm. and looks like he's gonna fucking kill him with a karate chop and just like boops his nose that was written as the final scene of the karate kid so the film wasn't originally supposed to just have that hard cut why
1: why didn't they include that in the first one
0: it it, all all, i I read like four or five different versions of this piece of trivia that all just say but it wasn't actually filmed until they made the second film right
1: it'd be a better ending to the first film than starting to the start to the second (sighs) film um, especially because a majority of it takes place six months after that scene. Mm. So.
0: But the in the How Me Mother episode and it's been parroted elsewhere, this idea that like Daniel LaRusso wins with an illegal kick to the face. Which like you watch the film and and because I'd heard this before, I've watched, I finished the film and I was like, How is that allowed? <laughs> but then I did some more research on it and like what's allowed in karate and stuff. And Ralph Macchio was asked about it. I think when the first season of Cobra Kai was coming out, he was like, he was on Jimmy Fallon and he was asked about it. And he said, here's my theory. No, here's the truth. Here's the truth. It's been a while. And I've been fighting off these theories a long time. Listen, Mr. Miyagi was the ultimate teacher. So, and LaRusso had him as his trainer and as the superior trainer, he's basically the human Yoda. You don't bet against Yoda. You don't bet against Miyagi. That's number one. Number two, I would say, is that LaRusso, how did he train? Uh, He trained over a couple of weeks' time by household chores, never having the ability of privilege to have a sparring partner. His opponent there was like, you know, in combat, ready training for years for this event, and then he pointed out the illegal leg sweep that one of the Cobra Kai fighters does, and says, if you look at the tape, not only does the ref say point winner, a win is a win, Uh, he literally arguably johnny literally arguably charged ran into the kick larusso had nothing to do but defend himself and
1: well they talk about that in the film don't they they, they say like oh what's you know nothing you don't want to be in the way of his yeah
0: and what
1: his his head was in the way of your foot or whatever
0: i read like an analysis that's like yeah there's because there's there's a thing that that's passed around a lot that's like oh earlier in the film they say anything above the neck is illegal or whatever, but it's like that scene doesn't exist. And he, there's like a kick to the face in an earlier round that is counted. And it's like, yeah, there's nothing that says they can't do that.
1: Kicks to the faces are, are allowed that's, yeah, the, that's so. the write-up that's yeah the analysis. so that's
0: that's the uh <laughs> that's that's where i got with that mm, interesting and it's funny you brought up johnny lawrence's name because i think billy Zabka or william Zabka is like a cooler name <laughs> for like for a villain
1: <laughs> it's like the how, potential um,
0: names he could have had goes cobra kai at the top yeah. billy Zabka in the middle and then johnny lawrence at the bottom I it's think.
1: like how like lizzie mcguire is a more normal name than hillary duff or Dom Toretto is a more normal name than Vin Diesel.
0: Yeah. And Mark Sinclair is a more normal name than Vin Diesel. Mm, agreed. That was why he changed it.
1: <laughs> Naming yourself <laughs> Diesel. God. All right. What's
0: next? What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes before we move on?
1: Ah, uh, 95%. No, 89%. Yeah. It's mm. pretty reasonable
0: yeah uh wikipedia uh, we do dumb db trivia a lot but i wanted to do some funny wikipedia pulls mm-hmm. and so if you go on the wikipedia page we've done wikipedia pages like the when we cover the devil wears prada for our patreon podcast it was like one of the most detailed yeah. wikipedia pages i've ever seen weirdly cr- detailed crazy. uh this one has a section called cultural influence and mm. so this is where you would put, you know, like, all the references and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and everything. It's one sentence. It just says, the series has been credited for popularizing karate in the United States. I mean, it probably has. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, some of you listening might be confused. As uh, Just to clear this up now, we are not talking about the DC Comics character called Karate Kid we're talking about the films
1: i actually have been i've been switching back and forth between talking about the
0: two of them yeah but the the filmmakers actually got special permission from dc to use the title oh dc
1: came first Hmm. Hmm. interesting
0: aj if i were to ask you what happened with the karate kid two years later in 1986 what would you say
1: Well, I'd tell you that two years later, six months after the end of the first, uh, of the climactic duel in the first film, um, the. uh, So,
0: first of all. Well, the film came out, didn't
1: it? (laughs) Yeah, it did. Karate Kid 2. Part part 2, I beg your pardon and uh basically right off the bat he's he announces that him and the girl from the first one have broken up which happens spoilers in the next one as well and it was so <laughs> annoying because the so much of the first film is built around their chemistry for teenage actors they they've got game like they're very good at flirting and and i <laughs> elizabeth very much like, played the elizabeth Hsu, i very much bought into their relationship and then the start of karate kid 2 is just like oh she says she's in el- love with some some jock over it over in college and it's like all right well clearly you wanted to you couldn't get elizabeth shoe or didn't want elizabeth shoe for this one and you yeah, wanted elizabeth
0: to decline to return i believe
1: and you wanted another love interest to be involved so this is very similar this is one of our sequels that we haven't talked about one of these in a while i don't think where it's a hangover 2 sequel where it's the same thing but in the different in a different location much like Ace Ventura before him or after him i guess uh it's basically <laughs> what if karate kid but actually in japan because uh, mr miyagi finds out that the this like some forgotten love of his the reason he left okinawa was because he was in love with this his best friend's uh arranged bride Um, and so he left and he's received a letter that his father is ill. So he must return to Okinawa, um, face his angry best friend who literally wants to murder him. (laughs) And this woman that, um, you know, they, he used to have a thing with and, um, uh, Daniel LaRusso's like, yo, Mr. Miyagi, you gotta let me come with you. Oh my God, you gotta let me go, Mr. Miyagi. That's my, that's my... You didn't say we can do. You didn't say. Yeah, I was doing John Travolta from the South Park episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wow, the 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 bartender (laughs) even looks like John Travolta. Yeah, looks like. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. So you didn't say I can do um, Ralph Macchio impressions. So that was the best I got. Uh, Um,
0: Roll the tape back. I actually did say that. Fuck.
1: So they go to Okinawa (laughs) and basically. (laughs) <laughs> daniel russo just gets the shit kicked out of him from these the bad guys cronies uh, like the whole movie he's just avoiding this but he also falls in love with a young japanese woman um and the big bad guy is like miyagi you have to fight me or else you fuck i'll, I'll chop i'll just bulldoze this whole village um that your your girlfriend lives in um but instead of fighting there's a big storm that comes out of nowhere, and what and what Richard some may call, I don't know, an act of God or a Deus Ex Machina, um, and it that. basically unites them all together. And so they decide not to fight because this freak storm came out of nowhere and, and happened. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically it. I think. Am I missing anything? No. Here's what I didn't like about the Karate Kid Part Two, mm-hmm. right? So Mr Miyagi, man, he's like this war vet, as you say, forced to fight against his, his own people. He's got his, his wife died from complications of childbirth, and now this movie's like, oh, but he had another love of his life. <laughs> it's So cheap, right? Like, yeah. like that, and the ditching Elizabeth Shue or writing her out. They're both these. They're both examples of just like no respect for the original film. I think I thought this one mm-hmm. was real bad. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I. I <clears throat> my enjoyment of the series has finished by this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this one was also directed by John G. Abelson. Oh, really? Interestingly. Yeah, I, I he also assumed.
1: The next one. Really? He did the whole <laughs> fucking trilogy. This dude does not know how to do respectful sequels to his own
0: films. It's weird, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, he made the worst Rocky sequel. Yeah. Because Stallone did the other ones. But, yeah, it's uh, wild stuff, wild stuff. Mm. One thing that I was surprised by as well with this franchise is that the first one quite famously uses You're the Best by Joe Esposito. Mm -hmm. You're the best around. around. Yep. And, yeah, it's like that feels like that should be this franchise's Eye of the Tiger or, or... gonna fly now which is the other song that's used in every rocky movie but yeah it's just that it's just one and done from the
1: oh they have soundalikes though they're just not yeah. they didn't stand the test of time
0: yeah i actually brought this up because i forgot to bring it up on the first one it was an interesting talking point i thought but <laughs> that's i don't really have much to say about you're <laughs> the best by joey sposito in regards to the second film but the it was written for rocky 3 interestingly wow which is and then lost out to Survivor, who uh, did, did either Tiger, but also interestingly wrote the main theme for Karate Kid. But the the you're the best because there's a line there. It's like it's his first, but you know, time in the All Valley Karate Tournament, and it goes: History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. And it's like it's not history repeating itself. It's the first time he's done it, but because it's, it's supposed to be. Rocky versus Club Lang 2.
1: Right, and it would have made sense to put it in Karate Kid Part 2. Yeah. Over Karate Kid Part One.
0: Because it's but- literally about history repeating itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did I yeah, so this one has forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't remember if I said that. But- I
1: think it deserves that.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty pretty steep decline. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll notice. That, that's what I'm saying, man. It's
1: such a bummer to because Karate Kid. It's like, oh, it's a franchise, and like we we eat franchises here at Cold Popshire, and then for it's for breakfast. For breakfast, and then immediately from the <laughs> second just film, nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then immediately from the second film, it's just like just everything about it just isn't as good. Like I, I, do you know what I did? I put probably the last half an hour on on double speed or one point mm. two point whatever you know. One and a half speed because I was just like, this is fucking boring, and I want to get over. It. And there's the scene with the storm where they're like saving all these people from the storm, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like as as psychotic as the bullies were in the first one, it feels so strange to have like Daniel Larusso like climbing a a windmill in the middle of a storm to save you know like these truly yeah. like death defying moments. It just feels so like. Out of the the box that that they're they're playing in, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. like because originally I was like, like, like you sort of said, it's like, oh, it's a classic sequel trope we've seen that do the same film in a different location. But I was like, I can't believe this isn't just Larusso v. Lawrence two,
1: right? Yeah, I was,
0: I was, I was like, of course it's going to be a rematch. Mm. It's called like even the fact that it's called part two feels like it's destined to be a rematch and then while reading about reading up about the first film as well it's like oh okay uh, lawrence uh, Zabka, sorry reprises his role in, in the sequel and it's like oh yeah of course but it's like no he just fucks off after the start
1: yeah yeah probably the best scene in the film that opening <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i yeah i was i was shocked by god imagine if they'd given
1: it to the ending of the first film the second film would have nothing
0: they yeah have
1: nothing to go with
0: there's another sort of tropey kind of thing that the sequel that that then leads on to the second to the continued sequels, but that like it, it it's not a spin off, but it's like a refocusing of the main character kind of or like that that it's it becomes the Miyagi series, yeah, from I- this film. Like he, he's very much a supporting character in the first one, but then. By the by, the fourth film, he's the one that carries over. The Cobra Kai creators refer to Cobra Kai as taking place in the Miyagi verse, and
1: as opposed to the Jackie Chan. Yeah, so
0: they they say that like any 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 person who ever met Mister Miyagi or interacted with him can appear in Cobra Kai.
1: Right. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm.
0: Which I guess is their way of being like Hilary Swank might show up. <laughs>
1: You never know. <laughs> we may have scored Hilary Swank, someone ten times the more 66. famous than Ralph Marchio <laughs> by this point. Isn't that funny? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, so who is Hilary Swank? Well, let's skip to film four <laughs> to find out.
1: <laughs>
0: no, the the Karate Kid Part Three came out three years later. Damn. We didn't fuck- talk about French wise. Uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry yeah you're no, right we, we didn't but also uh, like but we don't need to it was I, it was big big film like, there you go it's almost money. like the, the segment in general doesn't really need to be yeah, it's, money. it's usually each money episode um the, but the the three years sorry what's the when the first one come out
0: uh, 84 86 89 so
1: how many years is that all
0: up five years
1: five Two years
0: year gap three you year get
1: and ralph Marchio looks exactly the same in three as he does in one
0: i reckon well how old do you think he is in one
1: um 16
0: he's 22 in the first film what the fuck <laughs> dude, this dude <laughs>
1: just look really yeah because i looked at him up recently and he's in like his 60s now and mm. i was like and he's in his 60s <laughs> like i was genuinely like yeah,
0: he's 61 now
1: well how's he well, i was doing the maths in my head i mustn't have done the maths enough because that <laughs> shocked me oh my god so he's like our age by the <laughs> well a little bit younger than us by the third mm. film god he still looks so so young that's crazy
0: fun fact in this film he doesn't have a in the third film he doesn't have a love interest he has a girl who they become very close friends it was rewritten at the last moment to not be a um to not be a romantic story because (laughs) they cast this girl um robin lively who was 16 at the time of filming uh, and they Ooh. were like, maybe we shouldn't have her be a romantic interest to the 27-year-old Ralph Marchio, whose character is supposed to be 17.
1: Just ah, someone older, you
0: fuckwits.
1: <laughs> what the hell is going on? That's so okay, awkward. No, in, their
0: defense, in their defense, they made the right call. Like, I, to, I, to, I, I to actually didn't realize
1: from, it wasn't romantic until you just said it then. I just wasn't paying enough attention, I
0: guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, like a lot of people would just be like, Sorry, Marchio, you just got to kiss the girl 11 years your junior who's <sighs> <is> underage.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's this one have on Ron Tomatoes?
0: What would you guess?
1: My heart says it's. It's considered better than part two, but my brain says that's not how Ron Tomatoes (laughs) But your brain
0: says, AJ, you were high when you watched this.
1: Hey, I was high when I watched all of these, Richard, so it's an even playing field. Okay,
0: okay. (laughs) Uh, This one has...
1: Well, I guess what I'm saying there is that two was bad enough that even being high couldn't save it, while three I managed to get on board with for a bit.
0: (laughs) uh it has 13%. Really?
1: That's yeah. so low. that's so sad. Mm. I thought this one was great.
0: Also <laughs> great. Didn't, I just I, I, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What's it about? All
1: right. So here's what it's about, everybody. They come back from Okinawa, each film taking place moments after the last mm. <laughs> Well, Ralph um, Macchio started to
0: show his age. <laughs>
1: <finally>. <laughs> um and basically they're like, hey, let's take some time off karate for a bit. And so they open a bonsai tree shop together and they become <laughs> partners. And I was just it's watching It's very
0: this. um what what's what is it like oh, stolen kisses or Mm. what's the one where he has like the flower dying at the start bed and board bed and board yeah it's Mm. very bed and board it's very doinal
1: um and and it's there's there's this moment where he's like he's like oh mr miyagi i I got you this this deed to this rundown shop and he's like uh, and mr miyagi says daniel son son uh daniel son there's only one thing missing from this contract and Daniel's like, yo, what is it? What's missing from the card twig? I got to like up the impression of one character since I can't do the other. <laughs>
0: and he's like. Bit the only reason being that I've forbidden you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not because I have, I'm socially conscious or anything. <laughs> mm. And Mr. Miyagi's like, it's missing your signature next to mine. Let's be partners. And they bow and I was like, fuck yeah, I cheered, man. I was like, yes. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, all this is happening, John Crease. Also, two Johns. A John and a Johnny, and they're like quite close together in the story. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: he is
1: he is so mad that his life has fallen apart since uh, Miyagi honked his nose at the start <laughs> of the second film legitimately I think that's the implication he like humiliated yeah, yeah, him, basically yeah um, and so he decides he's going to put them down, and he teams up with a bunch of like fucking psychopaths bent on <laughs> murdering children, basically. Bunch of
0: Stephen King bullies.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they go right. We're going to have this crazy tournament that little Danny Larusso, little fifteen-year-old Danny Larusso, is not going to be able to fucking resist because it'll be about him defending his title from the fight that was only a year earlier and not five years earlier, as it <laughs> may weirdly feel like it feels like it was five years ago
0: feels Um, like it happened over 40 years ago
1: (laughs) and he's like all right so we'll do this and so they bring in this like this other karate kid who the only thing he's got on it is they're like they're pretty sure he could beat daniel Larusso. like that's it they're just pretty sure and and they're like all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna poison um, you know we're gonna we're gonna poison the relationship of Danny and and Miyagi. Then I, one of the guys that John Creese is fraternizing with, is like, and then I'll step in and train him, and I'll train him like real bad, <laughs> like I'll basically turn him into evil, <laughs> evil Daniel Larusso. <laughs> um, and then um, you know you'll you'll be able to defeat him. And so all this kind of goes ahead. Daniel's like, oh, we should enter this tournament. And Mister Miyagi's like, no, you should you don't have anything to defend and then he keeps getting beaten up again and bear in mind this is the from from the the six month time jump in karate kid 2 to now this has just been a continuous string of daniel larusso
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
1: Turning up places, getting off a plane, and immediately getting like punched in the gut. Like all these people <laughs> just fucking attacking him. It's crazy. Um, and he, so he's like, "All right, they 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 go to get. All right, it gets complicated. But there's some weird stuff in these movies. So they they him." uh daniel and the girl who lives who works at the pottery place across the street from them they go to find this bonsai tree that mr miyagi planted years and years ago um, because they've run out of bonsai trees and it's in this perilous like cliff face and that's real scary them them going down there and then the bad guys turn up and they like draw the ropes up and they only put the ropes down if uh if they sign the the release form that says that he'll fight in the tournament something i imagine you could probably just not show up to on the night and it would be like oh because he's not fighting then <laughs> <laughs> um and so he's forced him to sign it mr miyagi's like oh you shouldn't have signed it and he's like you gotta teach me how to sweep a sweep he's like you gotta teach me how to sweep man do you know how to sweep and then he's like yeah i know how to sweep he comes back with a, bro- a broom and in what I, this, this is the thing i related to the most in this whole franchise as mr miyagi basically goes oh i've got to fucking kill a fucking killer bit for this he's like <laughs> i he's like oh i know how to sweep wait right here goes off screen comes back with a broom and starts sweeping the floor and he says look daniel son sweep 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 and daniel loses his shit at this and mr miyagi's like fuck i was just trying to be funny man i'm so sorry Oh, uh, he does. <laughs> Daniel leaves, but Mr. Miyagi clearly just experiencing what I experience all the time, which is thinking a fun something will be a funny joke, and it ends up um requiring uh, syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> it's very serious conversations. Um <laughs> and and so Daniel goes to this bad guy. He gets trained, but it's it's like evil karate. It's like you have to you have to kill people, basically. <laughs> like it goes, he gets everything he thought he he learned. Um, and then um, what happens in the end they fight and he goes back to me do you remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same
0: ending as the other one <laughs> yeah basically so well, everything you, turns out all right you quite liked this one you were really into the plot of it mm. do you i mean maybe you might have liked it even more if they went with the original plot uh, oh which, my um, god yeah so robert mark carmen who wrote the first film as like a semi-autobiographical thing wow uh, that he actually learnt this like learnt karate when he was 17 from this guy who um was a student of someone named Miyagi but his he originally wanted the Karate Kid 3 to be a prequel with get this Daniel and Mr. Miyagi traveling to 16th century china
1: yes yes
0: <laughs> just in like dream. in
1: teenage mutant ninja, ninja, ninja turtles
0: 3 yeah uh in a dream and meeting miyagi's ancestors
1: fuck man like you know what what do you choose between like kind of a boring like organic third sequel or second sequel or do you like embrace jumping the shark with something like that and do go weird you know
0: yeah fuck it fuck who it. gives a shit just go who nuts
1: gives a fuck yeah
0: yeah uh didn't like this one i i did not see what you saw on it you were messaging me being like bro this one's actually real good it's real hype and i was like oh cool yeah i'm excited to go home and watch it then and then you're like bro i'm high but this film th- 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 man and i was like oh, okay i'm not gonna enjoy it Then I'm here's
1: sure. <laughs> here's what i liked about it is that is that
0: i i was under the influence of drugs basically what i did was i good things are (laughs) i was incredibly warped
1: i smoked some of the illegal drug marijuana and was able to then uh draw more enjoyment from the text than maybe was achieved by the director (laughs) no i think i think what i liked about it is like even through the second film i just like really grown to love the relationship between miyagi and mm. daniel and like seeing them open a store together like i could it could have been like a fucking stardew valley-esque like they just <laughs> open a store together there's no karate in it like i would have been doubt down for that like i don't know the just bonsai had, kid yeah the bonsai kid the bonsai boys
0: <laughs> that's pretty good
1: that's that's what i where i would have gone i don't know i just enjoyed the camaraderie of them i thought the um they're very harrowing scenes where they're absailing down the cliffs um maybe weren't as great as i was hoping they would be when the scene was starting but i don't know what do you want me to say <laughs> oh, <laughs> so defensive out of nowhere like fuck you richard <laughs> what do you want me to say
0: <laughs> well john g Avildsen didn't like the film in 2015 he said that it was a horrible imitation of the original hastily written and sloppily rewritten Ralph Marchio was disappointed with the film he said it felt like the LaRusso character never went forward and felt like we were redoing the first movie in a cartoon kind of a sense without the heart and soul. Wow.
1: Yeah. Avaldsen
0: also said it will baffle those who haven't seen the first two films and insult those who have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Imagine if I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, you've convinced me.
0: <laughs> have you ever, I mean, like, you seem so enamored with it, but have you ever had a, a, a Miyagi movie? Daniel like relationship.
1: Mm. I was thinking about this recently that I've always had like in every job I've had, I've had like a big brother figure. Like mm. every office job I've had, I've had a big brother character. Um, at least, There's so- always watching som- you, kind of thing. Somewhat. Um, no, not that kind of big brother. Um, not co- somewhere between big brother and Miyagi. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. Like I've had, I've had um, plenty of like mentors before, but. I've never learned karate. Mum and dad wouldn't allow that. It was too spiritual, apparently.
0: Did you want to learn karate? At one point? I
1: vaguely remember wanting to learn. <laughs> well, just everywhere
0: I went, I was just getting beaten up <laughs> as soon as I got there. I
1: vaguely remember wanting to learn karate when I was maybe like six or seven, and my parents looking into it and being like, "Sorry, it's it's of the devil." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And they'd probably say Their the same wise- thing now.
0: Wise people. That's true. So that's why you'd never seen The Karate Kid.
1: I, honestly, it could be a reason why it was never put on. <laughs> Although we watch Disney's Hercules all the time, which literally has other gods in it. So I don't know. My parents have got weird double standards with this sort of thing.
0: Wow. Don't usually get that from religious people. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Karate Kid oh, 3? it's you, a I good mean, you've, you've time,
1: it. you know. Like, it's just a... T- Look, it's not going to win any Oscars, It's just a turn-your-brain-off but- movie. <laughs> no, nothing else to say.
0: All right, well, we're on to the next Karate Kid, which is actually called the next Karate Kid. Funnily enough, after running his the karate kid franchise into the ground with uh parts two and three john g Avildsen returned to the the franchise that got him nominated for best director and the next film he made after part three was rocky Five. i
1: thought you were gonna say he was the director of the next karate kid and i was like oh no, my he, god the, the next karate around. kid was
0: directed by christopher kane
1: what else has he done
0: uh do you recognize that name
1: Mr. Christopher Kane. He played a surly game. covered in any of his films. When all the kids in the street, they like to do the same.
0: Oh, oh his, uh, his, his, he's Dean Kane's dad. Is
1: that Dean Kane.
0: <laughs> um,
1: cool. Well, well, Richard, I've been doing a lot of talking. Would you want to tell us what this one's about?
0: <laughs> no, no, you're not getting off. You recently. do that to me okay.
1: all the time.
0: Well, it's funnier when I do it. <laughs> when you do it, it's just sad. <laughs> This time, instead of being the Karate Kid, it's the Karate Girl. The Karate Girl
1: Kid. <laughs>
0: I dropped a pen. Sorry, while I'm getting it, AJ, could you explain the blog? All
1: right. So basically, there's this <laughs> Karate Girl. Um, I like what, <laughs> and she's a kid. <laughs> Hilary Swank is the new Karate Kid, um, and it's like Mr. Miyagi's just like in town or something.
0: Like he's yeah. <laughs> it, it's a it's a commendation for a um for his like combat right team. It's, it's a world war ii and seriously.
1: basically he he bonds with um this young woman because as she expressly explains in dialogue uh her parents died in a car crash a few years ago mm-hmm. remember um and one of the greatest example one of the one of the quintessential examples of failing the dead parents the test. Dead parents like test, you yeah. could like i we make fun of it a lot this is like crisp this is a crisp failure of the dead parents Mm. test this is literally like her grandmother is like susan and she's like don't call me susan my name's julie my my susan was my mother she died in a car accident and it's like you're saying this to people who know it it's for us it's for me richard
0: to your mum's (laughs) mum
1: it's so bad it's so bad but basically, um, there's some guys creeping on her. So Mr. Miyagi is like, hey, I'll teach you karate. Teaches her karate. And so I said I watched all of these high. I started this one a little buzzed and then paused it, fell asleep. Woke up the next morning. <laughs> Sobered right woke up. Woke up the next morning, watched this one in the cold, sober light of day. And... Loved it. No, I hated it. I thought it was real bad. But... <laughs> This is what, there's this one thing that happened in this movie where I was like, Am I still stoned? Because this is the most out of nowhere thing. Where like they go to the dance. She's got like a love interest who's like this guy that's like wooing her. They go to the like prom together. And then a bunch of the bad guys jump off the roof of the prom on like bungee cords. And they like crash into some of the decorum. And I never really like caught up with what was happening in that scene. But it feels like something that would happen while you're stoned. And you'd be like... What where've I changed movie accidentally? Like it was such a weird, do you remember that moment?
0: Uh, it, it didn't really stick out to me.
1: Wow. All right. This movie has the worst I was just
0: like the whole time I was like where's the where's the bungee jumps? Yeah, right. Like? Ah, oh, I get you, yeah, I get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um there's a scene in this where um she uh, tries to kill a cockroach and a bunch of monks get mad at her. There's a scene in it where she finds a praying mantis and brings it back to them and they're like, yep, you did a good job. Um, I found she was quite um, quite a contradiction of a character because she they mm. want her to be like this like shut off, um, you know, or like keeps to herself kind of bookwormy teenager. But then there's also a lot of stuff in it about how she's like, comments about how much makeup she's like oh, you can never have too much makeup and and like the clothes she's wearing are like cheerleader clothes i think a lot of the time
0: yeah do you know what that is what male writers
1: yeah right because it's, it's male director it's like they, they wanted <laughs> not to, knowing how to write women they wanted to be like a high school girl like your typical like sort of um cheerleader type but then they also want her to be this type of woman who every woman I've met like that in real life has been pretty uninterested in all these things. Yeah. You're so right. It's such a, it's such a poorly like constructed character. Well,
0: yeah. It's just not knowing how to write a woman. It's like they wrote a karate kid movie and then they're like, Oh, and the uh, it's a
1: girl. She,
0: it's a girl. She's into makeup. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the movie ends with uh, once again, like and side note for all the films, there, there are like karate instructor, the, the evil karate instructor who's always an adult man in his mid 50s is like hellbent on murdering these children and it's even weirder in this because it's like a, a little girl so it's like what the fuck is wrong with you man um, and it ends with uh, sort of the showdown that they have is there there's like fire going on it's real dramatic mm. and basically the girl just fights all the guys and defeats them and then Mr. Miyagi like sort of apprehends the the big bad guy um and she's like admit it mr miyagi you like you liked kicking butt and he's like no 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 Julie son uh karate is not is not for fighting fighting is no good and she's like okay but you kicked butt admit it and he's like fighting is bad but if you have to fight win and i was like this is Character assassination, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like mm. you build this whole, ca- and, and Pat Moriarty returns to the role. And what I can only assume is like a guy who's not getting a lot of work, and it's like, yeah, I'll do another Karate Kid. But it just felt so antithetical to like the Mr. Miyagi that had built been built up so ex- exquisitely over the previous three films. And it's like, so he just thinks, like, he secretly does think fighting is cool. I don't know. It felt like a like a just <laughs> complete misreading of the character and and yeah i don't know that was my thoughts
0: yeah what it was i'm just looking at what he was doing around this time uh the same year as the next karate kid he played mr yoshi in the fresh prince of Air. he was in even cowgirls get the blues oh my god i should have said that i should have brought that up what D- don't look up the name of pat marita's character and even cowgirls get the blues worst mistake of my life it's directed by gus van Sant. <laughs> It stars Uma Thurman, uh Keanu Reeves, John Hurt. What the hell? Rain Phoenix.
1: Alright, so so what did you what does this have on Roddy T's?
0: Even Cowgirls Get the Blues no. or um The Next Karate Kid? The next
1: Karate Kid.
0: <laughs> well now I'm curious about what this is. Um Even Cowgirls Get the Blues has a high. Let me tell you this: has a higher Rotomata score than the next Karate Kid. Uh, even Cowgirls Get the Blues has seventeen percent.
1: What are we talking for next Karate Kid? Like under ten? Are we talking nine yep. percent?
0: Nope.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: Uh, we're talking seven percent.
1: It's pretty unremarkable. It's it's more unremarkable than it is like expressly bad. But I also think it's 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 easily the worst of the franchise and quite the yeah quite the the black market
0: like i this is the kind of film that i can imagine having seen this on tv and
1: at like 1 p.m during the school holidays
0: yeah and this would be the only karate kid film i've seen similar to how i am with home alone 3
1: and you'd grow up thinking this is what the karate kid is
0: you are like, yeah, i've seen the yeah, karate
1: yeah. kid it's got like hillary swank in it
0: <laughs> yeah but it has that kind of vibe just like i mean it's very 1994 but like the way it's shot the dialogue everything like that it is that like 1 p.m school holidays kind of movie that you like even as a you know seven year old you kind of pay attention to mm when there was when there was no tiktok to scroll there was no twitter to look through uh all you had was just your imagination and even then you could not bring yourself to concentrate on the next karate kid
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but yeah I and mean, it is in spite of all the terrible reviews and stuff this is like hillary swank's big break it was her, f- it's her first theatrical appearance in a starring role, which is like a couple of qualifiers. So it's like, <laughs> well, it's not her first film. Just don't point it out. Like oh, she she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie.
1: And she was what? What? Probably a year away from Boys Don't Cry, which is like.
0: She was five much, years away from Boys Don't that's
1: Cry. That's a much more well regarded <laughs> film. But, yeah. But,
0: I mean, I don't know that she would have got Boys Don't Cry without this. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, well, like it was—it was a starring, it was a theatrical starring role,
1: and she's not bad in it either. Either, like, right, like she's not the worst Karate Kid. <laughs>
0: she's
1: she's not as good as Ralph Machio, but we've got one more to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about it
1: now? Let's talk about it now, Richard. D- go for it. The Karate Kid <laughs> <laughs> remake came out in 2010. Um, well, well, okay, okay. It's, it's it's d- directed line, directed by. Christopher Nolan.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for inception.
1: <laughs> I beg your
0: pardon. <laughs> uh no, it was directed by Harold Zwart.
1: Yes. If there was ever a 1 pm d- on school holidays movie director name, it's Harold Zwart.
0: It's well, it's H A R A L D Harald Harold oh, R T. I take it all back. Harald that changes Zwart. it completely. Yeah, who whose yeah. His, his next film after this would be The Mortal Instruments: City of Bones?
1: What does this Karate Kid have on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm very curious about this. I was a very good boy. It should
0: be called This Karate Kid. That's a good title. Well, actually, it shouldn't be talk, talk uh, that. We'll we're, talk we're talking. We're talking title. about titles
1: because there's a very <laughs> fucking obvious title this movie should have had that it does not have. But tell me the Rotten Tomato score first, because because I thought mm-hmm. this if this is surprisingly high, wouldn't surprise me sorry what if this surprises <laughs> you with how high it is wouldn't surprise me that much because of how okay, high well... i was <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> okay what do you think it has
1: i can't be that high can it it's gotta be like 45
0: uh it's actually surprisingly high <laughs> you wow. might be, it's 66
1: 66 yeah this is a 66 percent movie i thought this was pretty uh, it's the
0: second highest rated karate kid movie it's
1: pretty it's all right cobra kai
0: season like has like 100 percent right. so well, um, you,
1: you know like i thought it was okay like and I I went into it very dour, and as soon as it yeah. started, and you see Jaden Smith, I was like, "Oh my god!" I forgot what Jaden Smith vehicles looked like because you can see Jaden Smith on camera recalling his lines Drying. as he's man. delivering them. Like he is so bad, man. He's so bad. Is he any better these days? He kind of didn't do anything for a while, but uh,
0: yeah, I mean, so he was twelve in this film.
1: Yeah, well, let's dunk on him some more. Then. <laughs>
0: yeah, wow.
1: I thought I just thought he was—he was so distractingly bad in this, and that's diametrically opposed by how surprisingly good Jackie Chan is in this. I thought, like, yeah, it's all right. like I never thought of Jackie Chan as a particularly strong actor either. Like, he's sort of—it's—it's it's mm. sort of like the—the the abilities he has are very impressive, but they're not necessarily acting ability yeah they're, they're i remember arts,
0: in but. like when this film came out there was all these things about like because everyone was like oh no he's too young to play mm. mr miyagi and people were like he's actually older than pat Morita was really? in the original film no he's three years younger like right so <laughs> that's, i mean he's about the same age but it is like no that's just wrong i i remember reading that at the time
1: my image when i think of jackie chan is that he's like an over the hill like gray-haired old has been now, yeah. And I feel like I thought that in 2010, but when he shows up right. in this, I was like, he looks like he's Who's like the stud. He looks like he's like in his mid forties. Like he looks great. I thought yeah, for, he's like, it's like 50, in his.
0: Uh, I did look it up. He's 56 in the film.
1: I just, I my image of Jackie Chan at this time was much older than he apparently was. Well,
0: like, it's the same thing we sort of experienced with. Um, uh indiana jones yeah. that, that was like i was like this dude is decrepit yeah <laughs> harrison ford will be yeah, dead right. within the year right from of old King, age King and the now skull. yeah when that came out and now i look at him like he looks great yeah he still looks great <laughs> he,
1: he looks hot i would yeah um so well, I, what is this one about okay so it's 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 very much the plot of the first one with a few things changed um mm. one of them Well but there's obviously pretty- there's obvious things you don't
0: change. He does he's a he's a kid, he does karate. <laughs>
1: Well, let me stop you there. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if, it's funny that like the f- original Karate Kid was about this guy who learns karate, but he's twenty two. He's not really a kid. And in this one, it's like, well, we we fixed that. We've cast a twelve year old, so literally ten years younger than Ralph Macchio. So we've got mm. the kid part. But
0: this cool. So you're gonna teach him karate?
1: No, Richard. I'm here <laughs> to reveal to you that karate is not even spoken aloud in the dialogue in this film. He it learns he learns kung fu and yeah. and i did i'd heard this before did you know they didn't even put kung, Ka- karate in the new karate kid movie so i went into this being like oh there must be a scene where someone's like hey look at you karate kid and he's like actually it's kung fu that would honestly be enough for me i'd be like right yeah it's it's a it's a misnomer it's it's like a it's an intentional thing right Yeah, there
0: there, there, there is a scene in the film where his his mom who's not played by Jada Pinkett-Smith, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, says something about him learning karate and he corrects her, so oh, it. Oh, it is kid. in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She doesn't call him a karate kid.
1: Well, she should, because that's all it needed to cross the line. Because we talk about titles a lot on this podcast, Richard, and what on earth stopped them from just calling it the Kung Fu Kid? You call it the Kung Fu Kid, no one who knows the karate kid is going to not click that it's... Uh, yeah related to it i am baffled that they didn't just call this the kung fu kid i think what here's mm-hmm. my theory for what happened you ready mm-hmm. i reckon they cast jaden smith they're like big big name right now he's got to be massive he's got to be huge we'll get him while 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 the while the uh, while he's still easy to, to cast and things right and then like, all right we'll just do a straight remake of the, of the karate kid great and they're like oh we could get jackie chan for mr miyagi and then a more enlightened person in the room is like jackie chan's Chinese, like it's not uh, Karate's know, Japanese. Miyagi's Japanese. You, like that's really ignorant of you to assume. Just and then they're like, "Sorry, I've already booked Jackie Chan for the role." And they're like, <laughs> "Well, we can't set it in Japan, you dipshit." So, all right, well, let's move the whole thing to China. So they go to China <laughs> in this film. <laughs> they go to China, and it's 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 very much the same plot, but instead of being in LA, it's in China, and instead of it being karate, he learns kung fu. Uh, there's very little. There's there's like the way he trains him there's a there's sort of like uh instead of the wax on wax off thing um uh Dre dray parker yeah. who is the name of Jaden smith's character um his mum is always on his fucking ass about leaving his jacket on the floor instead of hanging it up and so um mr ha- is it mr Hahn? yeah mr han yeah. mr Hahn who replaces mr and i and,
0: and i don't mean mr Hahn from lincoln park there is a guy like a bike who oh, goes okay. by mr <laughs> okay so he has his,
1: his like kung fu lesson to him is him picking up his jacket putting it on the the hanger taking it off picking it up again and it's like again that turns out to be like secretly a kung fu lesson um so that's that's the main difference i guess um mm and i thought like like there's a bit there's a i think the best my favorite scene in the movie is after he's been doing this ridiculous exercise where he has to put his jacket on the hanger all day he goes home and his mum's like how was it did you learn anything and she watches as he puts the jacket on the hook and goes no and leaves and she just stays fixed on the jacket i thought quite a classy little moment in the film i thought
0: um so you you theorized the production of the film there so mm-hmm. it was one of these funny things where i i read on the wikipedia page it's like a remake of the original karate kid into development in late 2008 and i was like fuck all the way back in 2008 and then i remember the film came out like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking
1: hell man that's like, a- fuck, like 14 about- months of development <laughs> talk <laughs> about development <to> hell bro <laughs>
0: Uh, so Will Smith signed on as a producer and then reworked it to be a vehicle for his son.
1: Which I don't hate. I don't have anything new it's to say It's against. very Will Smith yeah. family,
0: yeah. And Jackie Chan announced to a concert crowd in Chinatown that he was going to be um, playing the character of the teacher. Jackie Chan told interviewers that on set, the cast would refer to the film as the Kung Fu Kid, and he believed... That it would be called the Kung Fu Kid in China, and maybe just stay the Karate Kid in America. Which is in in People's Republic of China, it's called the Kung Fu Dream or the Kung Fu Wonder. And in Japan and South Korea, the film is titled Best Kid. Well, that which is uh, which is actually false. the local title of the 1984 film, so it's the same title. All right, but yeah, it was. Sony did consider changing the title of the film, but Jerry Weintraub, who was one of the producers, rejected the idea he was also a producer on the first film.
1: Mm. I reckon fundamentally incorrect choice. I also reckon arguably a little bit offensive, Mm. like depending on on what angle, angle you tackle it from. Like... Mm. I I think it's so bizarre. Why not just like like it would be a cooler? It would be cool. It'd be like yeah, there's the Karate Kid and the the Kung Fu Kid.
0: Because it's also like because you know the Karate Kid comes out. And it's like they cast Jaden Smith, who was just Will Smith's nepo baby, and like all this stuff, like every reason you you could have to hate a remake. Mm. And but it's like you call it the Kung Fu Kid, and it's like yeah, it's kind of a re- like we've 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 borrowed the plot of the original, mm. like. To, to slap the original title on it feels like so much more of, like, a you ruined my childhood. Like, a movie called The Kung Fu Kid, which is basically a remake of The Karate Kid, doesn't ruin your experience of The Karate Kid, yeah, but yeah. people will think that this does. But, um, yeah. No, do you, do you reckon, uh, like,
1: 2010 was just before the time for of, like, sort of nuanced reboots? Like, we, we have- Shit like that all the time now. Like where it's kind of a like the Suicide Squad, where it's like uh, it's k- kind of a sequel, but it's mm. really only just using the same actors. uh You know, mm. like like we have these sort of grey areas. I wonder if twenty ten was just before like the, the Invisible time. Man. Yeah, yeah, sure, Sh- yeah, sure. And like mm. twenty ten was just before the time. Well, twenty ten is
0: the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street. It was a year after the Friday the Thirteenth one that it go. was like there you go in that time of terrible remakes mm. like. I feel like, yeah, we don't, you know, don't necessarily hold me to this, but we don't get as many remakes now. Like, everyone always talks about, oh, everything in Hollywood's either a remake or a sequel, but like,
1: it's mostly sequels. (laughs) It's
0: mostly sequels. I can't really think of that many. I mean, like, you know, there's there's *All Quiet on the Western Front*. Well, I was going to say *Suspiria*.
1: You mentioned *Invisible Man*. Like, remakes are good. *Suspiria*.
0: uh, *Star is Born*.
1: Remakes are being helmed by auteurs now which is very mm. different to what it looked like in 2010 when yeah. what's his fucking the, <laughs> the last name again? one of the sort of <laughs> what's the movement? The director's huh? name? Oh, uh,
0: Har- Harald Z- Zwart.
1: Harald Zwart. You don't get Harald Zwart doing Susperia, you know, you get Luca Guadagnino. Yeah. And but like- you
0: do um I I think of the sort of like soulless cash grab remake trend I, w- I think Ben-Hur was probably the last one that I can think of. Right. That yeah. was, like, supposed to be a big deal, at least.
1: Mm, right, I see. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, hey, just hit up that comment section and uh, <laughs> let us know.
1: I, I thought, as I talked before about I thought Jackie Chan was pretty good in this. The scene mm. where he does the whole, like, I'm now drunk and my family I have a tragic backstory. My family died. I th- Like, I've never been impressed by Jackie Just I've never been pr- impressed by his acting before. But this had... um. This is not as good as. This had
0: Jaden Smith opposite him, so he looked even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is if 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 Karate Kid One is like a Rocky thing is Rocky. Mm, this is the this closest is... we have to Creed, right? With with mm-hmm. like a heart wrenching. It's not as heart wrenching as Stallone and Creed. I'm not even entertaining saying that, <laughs> but but it's it's lifted from the same school of acting where it's mm. like because he my image of jackie chan is just him always playing the guy from rush hour and everything he's in where in this he's sad and quiet and private and like i don't know i just thought it was i thought it was it was something to latch on to in a film i didn't care that much about
0: yeah fair <laughs> um funny you're not the only one who likes jackie chan apparently there was a bunch of stuff like because they shot on location mm-hmm. in china yeah, yeah. and Because China loves Jackie Chan so much, there was a lot of strings that were able to be pulled to give them access to places they probably wouldn't be like. So there's cool. stuff shot on the Great Wall of China. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that that was shot around like military exercises
1: Yes, and stuff. cool. That's awesome. I did think yeah. though, there's a bit where where um, Dre first sees the karate dojos or the kung fu dojos. Mm. Are they even called dojos? They're probably not. And he like <laughs> presses his face against the glass like a kid looking in a candy store. And you see the inside of these places. And I was like, fuck, that turns me off. Like I've been to... Uh, you know, I went. I entertained Boys Brigade when I was like eight years old. I went to a community hall and did these like extracurricular activities and there's a smell to the room and a coldness to the see. room. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's just, it's so unappealing to me to do something. But he's like, whoa, they're doing Kung Fu. All I could see was the room and the paint peeling off the walls and the, the like, you know what I mean? If you, do you ever do anything mm. like that? Do you ever go to any parents ever make you do anything like that?
0: uh no i went to a uh youth group once
1: yeah it's not exactly youth group youth groups that i went to are usually in someone's house i'm talking more like yeah this isn't like pro- a community pro- programs and, and things like that but it would still suck if it was a youth group fuck i hate that shit man i have like, tr- like like <laughs> yeah. that kind of shit triggers me it's the closest i have to something triggering me
0: well i didn't know it was a religious thing right well, Until the end, when they're like, after <laughs> trying to shove as many fucking marshmallows in my mouth and still talk as I could, they're like, "Now what do we learn about Jesus?" <laughs> that's such a and that's I such like, a, like, what?
1: That's such a biting satire of youth group culture, Richard. Well done. I found that very funny. <laughs> I don't know how ubiquitous or relatable that is to anyone else, but
0: yeah. Wow. Well, thank you very much. Mm. One thing that struck me right at the start of this film is it uses "Do You Remember" by Jay Sean, mm. which is a very twenty ten song. Mm, it's very twenty it's ten like,
1: soundtrack in general for this film. Yeah,
0: the "Never Say Never" by Justin oh. Bieber and jaden Smith was the theme song to this film.
1: Weird, <laughs> weird to hear that yeah,
0: song. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, the, the, it's very funny starting with that, and then they do a they get on the plane to China, place say by John Mayer, uh, Poker Face, Low are all used it's it's very funny <laughs> mm, mm, yeah but yeah um, uh, responses were like i mean the 66 it's 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 about that, that you know there are a lot of people that are just like never going to like this but there are a few reviewers you can come across that are just like hey look it's not that bad it's
1: totally fine it's of the remakes oh, yeah. we've seen i think it's probably one of the better ones like yeah this era fair. of remake
0: which yeah i never thought i would say
1: hmm well, you should never say never. But yeah, I don't oh, know what I'm good. improving now.
0: Uh-huh. So there is obviously a major continue the franchise that we've spoken about a few times. The series Kuro which started out on YouTube Red, hmm. uh, and then when that service went under, went under, it went to Netflix, where it had a few more seasons. It's been renewed, and it might be one of the things that I think is delayed because the writer strike. But it's a got a sixth and final season and upcoming. Machio's in it. Yeah, yeah, he's a main character from the. He's start. a
1: main character from the Star Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Oh. So,
0: because I also thought that it was, I think maybe he comes in a little later into the season. Because I remember when Cobra Kai was starting, and this was back at the time when I would read slash film every day to just get the latest movie news, and it was like Machio appears in tonight's mm. um, uh, Cobra Kai. But yeah, there, there are a few other. Uh, continue the franchises there's an animated series i mentioned mm-hmm. which was like a saturday morning cartoon type thing there was a couple of pitches to for other things as well in the in the miyagi versus the cobra kai creators would call it and i did look up as well to see if um hillary swank has been in cobra kai there's everyone has said like she said i would do it if they asked me and wow as recently as like a few months ago ralph marchia was like oh well you know never say never and which is
1: again a reference to the karate kid yeah
0: so in a 2020 interview with collider billy zabka revealed that pat marita actually pitched him an idea in 2005 for a fifth karate kid film where johnny lawrence would now be a doctor and is tasked with caregiving for mr miyagi in his final stages of life and his health is That's failing cool. him uh but he Marita passed away in 2005, and the project was abandoned. That's a cool idea. Apparently, that idea was somewhat used in Cobra Kai as well. Right. And in January 2012 of last year, Ralph Macchio revealed that he had previously been approached in 2012 about the potential for a Karate Kid Rocky crossover film. Why not? And it was intended to be to be directed by John G. Avildsen, who hadn't directed a film since I think 1999. And the plot would have old Daniel Larusso's daughter and Rocky Balboa Jr. opening a dojo together. Marchio stated that he and Milo uh, Ventimiglia, who was who plays Rocky Jr. in Rocky Balboa 2006, uh, were pitched the idea, but All described right, yeah. the concept as awful. <laughs> uh, after March yeah, expressed his disinterest in the story, the Project su- project subsequently fell into development how before being fully abandoned in favour of Creed and, and Cobra Kai Good riddance. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the stupid sounding idea, like taken away, like instead we get two of what are considered the best, like continue the franchises of like eighties properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah any other segments we why well, we we pitch our own, but Mm. We're gonna be we ranked, okay? AJ, what is your continuation Good. of the karate? Alright, here's
1: my karate kid continuation, Richard. It is me seeing a single scene from Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And going, that looks pretty good. I'm gonna mm. watch it because nothing is going to make me watch it otherwise. I need to. I even need to see like the best scene in the show or something. Mm. You know, like I need I to see Daniel showing
0: up. At the dojo. Yeah,
1: I need. I need to see a spoiler that makes me go. That actually sounds pretty cool. Mm. I'm gonna check out the whole show. That's why I continue the franchise. Yeah,
0: fair. <laughs> I forgot a film i forgot something in there as well and the continue the franchise um uh in what are we looking at one year from wednesday there's a new karate kid film coming out
1: what yeah
0: so it has been the cobra kai creator has said that it's not connected to the tv series and it's been described as a return to the original karate kid franchise and it comes out June 7, 2004. And get this, in the last week, Jackie Chan has entered talks to reprise his role. Did
1: you say it comes out in 2004?
0: 2024.
1: Oh, right. So we're getting a sequel to the
0: Kung Fu Kid. Well, no, it's a return to the original Karate Kid franchise, but Jackie Chan, well, maybe not to reprise his role, but he's entered talks to return.
1: Right. But we could be looking at a. C- combining of the canon
0: potentially in, or playing a new this, character or whatever. in this
1: universe would mean that just these staggeringly similar concepts played out in real mm. life 25 years apart from each other
0: yeah there was there, there was a sequel to the 2010 one announced um shortly after but it just lost um lost momentum I do, i've just just pulled up some information as well they've um the creators of have said that they are not part of the Miyagi-verse, the 2010 film. They've ruled out that, that completely because Jackie Chan is mentioned in season one of the show as a human. So um, if the ah, characters in they, our show they, they have seen a movie- Jackie Chan. Yeah, if the, if the characters in our show have seen a movie called The Karate Kid, that's the one they've seen. Right. But yeah. There you go. Crazy that. What's- I'm so what's, fascinated now by what this might be. I mean, it might just be, they're like, oh, we're going to get, it's set in the world of the original, but- Jackie Chan is just playing an unrelated character. But um, mm. uh, yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten to, to mention that, but that, that sort of was going to tie into my pitch is mm-hmm. that, yeah, do some kind of crossover. And it's like, uh, do I do I want to give Jaden Smith work? Do I want to see Jaden Smith back um, as the karate kid? And
1: yes, I do. Yeah, maybe I do.
0: Maybe I do. But uh, yeah, maybe it's like, because you know you could do like a the kung fu kid versus the karate kid but unfortunately you called the film both films the karate kid (laughs) (laughs) so now if you head over to letterbox.com slash cult you can find our list our ranked list of every franchise we have ever covered that's right and we place them on that list and so aj you and I now have the arduous yeah. task of placing the Karate Kid somewhere in our list of 177 franchises.
1: I mean, it's pretty middling, I would say. Is it above the Nymphomaniac Constant? So. It, it isn't, is it? Okay, so where? Where? Give me a give me a film. I'll say higher or lower. Okay, let me just give me a franchise. Now sorry. the list
0: is getting so long that it's, it takes so long to scroll through it. Um. Um, no, I'm near the. Okay, so just below it we've got... Is it better or worse than Twilight? Worse. Is it better or worse than Rambo? Better. Is it better or worse than Diary of a Wimpy Kid?
1: Oh, it's definitely next to it. Uh, <laughs> what do you reckon? I'll let you make the call.
0: I think it's probably better. So that goes between... And our new number, 93... For those playing along at home, let us know how you did, because we now have listeners that have bets on where, where <laughs> it's It's like the go. horse races. Yeah. So, new number 93 between Twilight and Diary of a Wimpy Kid.
1: That feels apt.
0: Now, AJ... Hmm. Uh, we should turn over to uh the franchise roulette or something at this point shouldn't we
1: uh well i'm um, rich i'm just gonna stop you there because in order to decide our next franchise we either go franchise roulette where we draw a random number or we go from what our patreons have uh, voted on for the month but richard as you said earlier it is the seven year anniversary of the podcast in which we have started this god forsaken tradition where we will return to a franchise from previous years to give it a second shot and initially started as like well we're a lot better now than we were in season one but then, but then we
0: got worse again
1: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it really quickly just became any franchise like it could be antoine Duanel, if we want well the, the karate the kid
0: was was to receive a few votes which
1: <laughs> well, there you go. very funny That's so funny. it's gone from being like a like a genuine experiment to like see if um you know that that how we are compared to how we were seven years ago uh it, it went from that to just like the torture porn of it all of Making us watch something mm. again.
0: Although, although to be fair, if you look at the ones we've recovered, it was like Spider Man was like we didn't have enough patrons to do a proper vote at the time. Um, and and I don't know why or how Spider Man won. And then we had Freddy vs Jason, which was one that's like this needed to be done properly. That's an example of we were better. The Mummy, as much as I hated doing it, was one that it's like we would have covered it differently now had we rolled it and. Jurassic Park when we covered it was a very incomplete franchise but then when it was reduxed it was now a complete franchise Yeah, and yeah. so it's like they all kind of have made sense in their own way and there was we, 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 every year we've decided it in different ways we've usually put up a poll of like all the different options and then we'll we do like a bracket, yada, yada. But this month we decided to do it as a normal Patreon poll and it's just comment below a franchise we've done before you want us to see us redo. And yeah, as I mm-hmm. mentioned, some that got a few votes behind them were Karate Kid, Dungeons and Dragons, Evangelion, uh Ghostbusters, Sister of the Traveling Pants, which almost won the Year of the Mummy and that was kind of like, a, there was a big movement behind that. But the two that was really between in the end, and both for good reason, they're both season one episodes. Uh Tyler Perry's Medea and Back to the Future. So the Medea episode isn't available on the the feed anymore. And makes sense to be redone. Back to the Future we split into three episodes, and it's one of those like it's such a seminal franchise that we just felt it feels weird that we did it so early. This was neck and bloody neck. I mean, uh, like Medea took a a commanding lead at the start and then late in the game, back to the future sort of rose to meet her and and can I just say as well the the
1: I don't know what's won, and the the balance I'm currently sitting on is. Do I want to rewatch a trilogy that I've seen probably too many times and and you know Seen, it, but it's it's good, but it's it's like you know, do I really want to do that, or do I want to revisit the now thirteen film franchise of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life? When we first did Redux, we limited it to season one episodes, and even that was scary because I was worried people were going to latch to Medea. And I remember saying to you back when we did first Redux, I remember saying to you, Richard, I don't think I can watch Medea again, dude. Mm. So, what's going to happen, Richard? Tell us in just a second what is one? Before that, if you like this episode, please consider following us on Instagram and Twitter at ColpOpture. You can also join the Discord, which you'll find a link to in the show notes, and talk to us about why it should actually be called the Karate Kid, and the Kung Fu Kid's a bad name. Uh, and you can also support us on Patreon, where you get to do shit like this and make our lives actively worse occasionally. Uh, but you also get to give us money, so there's a weird sort of off there you get you get to give us money Richard put me out of my misery what has won the poll
0: so I sent you a screenshot earlier in the day that well I messaged you this morning to say Medea and Back to the Future are still tied and then I sent you a screenshot later in the day that reflected that Back to the Future was now one vote ahead but in that time since then AJ I am sorry to say that medea is still in second place we're going to be reduxing back to the future
1: (laughs) oh my god dude you (laughs) totally got me (laughs) i i like here's the thing and this is a bit like out of school like i just don't have time to watch the medea movies (laughs) like i I just don't i I couldn't do it (laughs) i physically could not do it and I'm grateful that we don't have to. And Back to the Future feels like it has been a long time in the running for. Well, this for is Redux, why we right? made
0: Redux because we wanted to redo Back to the Future because we <laughs> thought we'd be like that first year we could have just been like, "Hey, in order in honor of our anniversary, we're redoing Back to the Future," and none of this mm. would have happened. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I I I I'd said in the Discord like, if Medea were to win, we would just be like, we would just split them up because we just don't hit like the podcast has evolved beyond the point of wow they crammed that all that watching into two weeks it's like that's the least interesting part of this podcast mm. i think anyway mm. um and so i would much rather do six weeks of medea than try to fucking squeeze them all into Um.
1: And for all those who had their hearts set on Medea For all those who wrote out um, Very very well reasoned Arguments for why Medea should be um, This year's Redux I just want to say to you like Fuck you, you losers! It's not the Redux pictures we're doing. Back to the Future, assholes. <laughs> just to just to stoke the flame
0: for this. Yeah, these Redux. Well, and hey, you'll you never know-
1: get you'll never get me to rewatch, my dear patrons. You will never do it. Nothing. You will never achieve it. I will never do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, because the thing is, we could just not do Redux next year.
1: Yeah. Fuck you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey. Another cool thing about the Patreon as well is that you get to give us something to talk about in the post credit scene, which is coming at you right after this music ends. Thank you for joining us for our Karate Kid conversation and the subsequent uh, wailing on you for the Medea. <laughs> um, but yeah, Richard, sayonara. Okinawa. Welcome along to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where, if you donate five dollars or more over at patreoncom slash you get to give us something to talk about. And this is the post-credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is it?
0: Today's post-credit scene. I've, I haven't even got Google Sheets open. <laughs> <Why>?
1: <laughs> uh, no, we're on a roll. Keep it snappy, man.
0: Today's post-credit scene comes to us from Brent Taylor. Who says, if you were stranded on a desert island with two characters from unrelated franchises covered on pod and the goal was not to escape, but to survive and thrive, who would you pick?
1: Um, Lorraine McFly.
0: <laughs> Why? Because she's
1: hot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll probably have a chance with her, dude, if we're stuck <laughs> on an island together.
0: And then, and then it's like, and of Mighty McFly. Fuck, they're just going <laughs> 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 <they've been related laughs> no, they to be unrelated franchises. No, they're to
1: be unrelated. All right, well, let's go like... Okay, let's go Antoine Duenel because no matter how much suave <laughs> he is than me initially,
0: you can find When it yeah, all comes side of yeah.
1: Yeah, when but but even if he if he woos her first, it's certainly not going to last and I'm going to be the only choice left.
0: <laughs> Very nice. This is
1: how I win. This is how I find happiness.
0: <laughs> uh my choices would be Charlie Swan got to have a sheriff on the island and well, you've got to um uh optimus prime <laughs> <laughs> so you can I'm,
1: drive around in a cool fire truck
0: I that's the thing. it's like I, I i feel like you want someone who's like uh well i was thinking of like a superhero because you want someone who can sort of like create matter i guess
1: mm, like matter creator
0: yeah yeah that's from superhero. from x-men
1: What's well, a shame we haven't done Aladdin yet? I would have picked the genie. Oh, yeah, the genie sure. would have been great. Is there anyone with the, the past? mask?
0: The mask. The mask? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. No, he'd be so nightmare. annoying. It'd <laughs> be a fucking thing. It's like, dude. My, my, choice, my picks, I, I'm going to cheat and pick three, and I choose Lloyd Christmas, Ace Ventura, and Stanley Ipkiss for the most <laughs> insufferable. Look, look, Jim Carrey's a great actor, fun characters on their own. To do the opposite of survive and thrive, to make me want to kill myself, I would hang out with those three. That answers the opposite of your question. And I cheated by adding a third. (laughs) But there you go, Brent. I hope you enjoyed that answer.